Welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. We are the parts counter gurus. Welcome into the show today. We've got a little on location special for you today. And that is my good friend on location, Keith, over there. What are you having, pal? What's that? What are you drinking? Um, beach beer. <laughs> beach beer. So is it a pilsner, a lager? Nah. See, it's fall. Even though here at the oh. here at the beach, it doesn't feel pumpkin very spice fall. latte porter. It's a magpie hard cider. Oh okay, wait, I'm yeah, holding yeah. this in front yeah, of the wrong. Yeah, camera. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, wait, not that camera over there. This one over here. <laughs> yeah. So who's the brewer on that? This is uh, Starcut Ciders out of. Starcuts? Elk Rapids, Michigan. They use. Uh, this is gonna feel blasphemous to you. They use Michigan apples. Well, no, actually, I've been up in the peninsula. Um, I've actually been up Door County, up in Wisconsin. Right. Um, they're heavy into. To, there's a lot of nice fruit going on up there, man. So, um, you know, it's good climate. Yeah. Are you talking about the people per- or? Oh no, you're talking. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Sorry. Well, now I know a few. Uh, uh, are they Michiganites or Michiganians? That's a good question, isn't it? This is way too okay. involved. It requires too much thinking for this stage. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so so guy. I'm so yeah. yeah. T- tell everybody, you know, where you, you're on location. You're uh, you're living the life. I'm out here in my so. RV in the garage, uh, which doubles as a podcast studio. And uh, you know, we're fresh off of uh, Winnebago's announcement um, last week i guess it was yeah it was the uh, virtual reveal we did uh and i we just started talking a lot about rv stuff and i thought you know maybe i'll podcast from the uh maybe we should just do one perfect on the road and we'll get into some rv stuff and talk about what to look for jake had some really good questions that he came up with that um i think jay now that you're you're looking with a keen eye at some of these some of these models you're mm-hmm. starting to position questions based on product offerings yeah i kind of you know the thing is is i think that we may have mentioned this in that podcast the virtual reveal that i think that rv research is a very personal um type of research it it really is not you can't go with what everybody else is doing you know you can get some ideas from everybody else out there that owns one and ask the questions which is really the appropriate thing to do if you've never been an owner before but it's a very personal purchase i mean it really depends on what your needs are and what you're trying to get out of it and keith and i are going to get into some of those things today for you while he's on location um i'm actually pretty excited about that he's going to be able to show us around a little bit where he's at on site yeah um and we'll talk about some features that you might uh, yeah. consider getting you know your rig, so. even the same model you know, if you think about cars like a like a Corvette or you know mm-hmm. a Bronco, right? And you look right. at all the different versions, and you can have the same model of an RV. You know, whether that's the Bounder, which is kind of the famous one that you know was in Breaking Bad, or mine's a Thor Outlaw. There's different floor plans, and then you get into particulars of like what you want in those floor plans you could find two guys and i've done this uh we did this at disney in the spring i had a guy pull up in two spots down for me that had an outlaw and it was the same floor plan as mine and we had different configurations because he he traveled with bicycles in the back right it's a personalized thing yeah yeah right so mm -hmm. there's some of that that you may not have thought of or our listeners may not have thought of and i'm actually just going to go walk the campground here in a little bit and if if we can pull this off and we're just gonna you know yeah. talk about some we're stuff nice hat give it by a, the way well thank you this this was uh this is what you get for uh attending sema and and um just scanning your badge everywhere so i, I got an email from those guys and they said hey go pick whatever you want and you know me i'm a hat guy so yeah. um pretty cool it's got little it's got wrenches up under here it's their wrench it's their wrench gear um good stuff so but thank you to sema we really appreciate being part of the uh, media professionals group a uh, lot of fun so um parts kind of gurus is on the rise and speaking of us real quick let's get this um if watch this over on our youtube channel it's youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus while you're there please give us a thumbs up like it ring the bell so you're notified once you are subscribed if you subscribe, 
ring that bell. Even if you don't subscribe, ring that bell. That way you know you're going to uh, not miss out on some of these videos. We live and die by those subscriptions. We need it. We're growing. We need your help so bad. Um, we want to grow even more. Uh, so please yeah, it's, subscribe. Uh, it's kind of an addictive um, process. You know, we've, we've, we've uh, been... Um, blessed with some some real growth on our channel and we've seen some real cool things happen and now we're like oh well let's just see if we can you know bl totally blow this up so yeah right yeah so we're growing so anyway check so, us out there so uh, that ladies and gentlemen yes. jay can mm -hmm. go out and get whatever rv he's itching for and we can just pull yes. up next to each other yeah, we can, somewhere in the middle of nowhere and then we yep. don't need to use the internet jay to record these podcasts we can just that's you know, right just have I, I a can motor just hand you a beer from the back deck, right? That's right. Right out there. Yeah. Right. Park, park living, brother. Right out there. Park living. Uh, Look just, at that palm tree. Yeah. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So you are very far south of um, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the ocean right now. Ocean. Well, ocean right now I'm looking property. at you, but if I look yeah, that way, it's... you've got some oceanfront property there, which is really nice. What was the temperature there? Uh, it was like 75. Yeah, about. Oh, you get out gosh, on the water, it's... We got the kayak. You can't see them. I'll, I'll show you later. We got the kayaks out 40, here. 45 for us with gale warnings yeah. through the night. Who's, um, who's Gale? <laughs> I don't know her, uh, but I know who Eric Eric Gales is. He's a great blues guitar player. Anyway, um, I'm digressing a little bit, but let's, let's go back to the social media stuff. Um, check hey, it us out. still works on the road, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Uh, we're over on Facebook.com forward slash Parse County Gurus. Like us, share, tell a friend. Uh, check us out on Instagram.com forward slash The Parse County Gurus. Uh, we post up these videos over there as well. Um, if you don't want to go to YouTube, going to YouTube, though, uh, it helps us out on the views. We don't get anything for it on Instagram other than just simply knowing that you love us by going, going by there and, and watching. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We are Twitter.com and we are at the counter show which is what you are listening to right now you are getting bang for buck today so here we go all right we're going to get into some news and live from the news desk and i want you to kick this off you uh you actually turned me on to this and and i expect some of this for christmas so uh <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell us i miss a little bit of home that's just just tastes like home to me man so, so. you know um Ironically, he doesn't even know about this this news story. And my son asked me yesterday because there's one right down the street and they're open uh, over the holidays on, you know, on the holiday. Uh, what are these places like? So Waffle House is getting an official beer and um, apparently it smells of bacon. It's uh, Waffle House bacon and kegs. Now, look. It, anytime somebody's getting a little crazy with beer, I'm, I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna get my curiosity elevated, and so I just, you know, I, yeah, you, you, you hooked me in there. So here's what we know: um, some of the Waffle House locations are already serving beer. Um, Waffle House, of course, based out of uh, Georgia, if you didn't know right. that. And yep. they are partnering with Oconee Brewing Company in Greensboro, Georgia, uh, mm -hmm. which I've is... I've been there. Okay. Just east of the yep. Waffle House headquarters. Um, and they're making a 6.5% ABV red ale, uh, Waffle House bacon and kegs. I love it. I think it's great. I think they ought to offer a scattered, smothered, chunked uh, version uh, of that uh. for those of you familiar <laughs> With Waffle House, let me tell you guys something. If you've been out, you say you're leaving, you're coming from a concert. It's one of those places that just being from the South, it it draws you in, man. For those eggs and bacon and toast, I, I they call themselves the Waffle House, but honestly, I've never had a waffle at the Waffle House. It's always been eggs and bacon. That's and a sausage. really good point. Um, you know, yeah. Can you even so, get? I guess you can get waffles. Oh yeah, waffles and pancakes. Uh, my dad is a big fan of of Waffle House and Huddle House. Huddle. It, it just depends on where you're where yeah. you're at. You know, it's kind of like Crystal and White Castle. Right. You know, they're this really kind of the same concept. Same same with Huddle House and Waffle House. Well, same concept, but just different names. So. Now you got me thinking, Jay. Um, so if if. Uh, 
Yeah, boy, this is this could go in so many different directions here, but um, we we could okay before caller ID. You know, I especially in like high school was known to do some prank calls. Um, you know, you call a huddle house and ask them if they got their own, you know, got their own beer. Here, here's one that I used to like to do all the time. Do you, you remember those automotive places? Uh, they would be called like Just Breaks, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Budget Breaks. I used to or call whatever, them yeah. up and just be like, hey, do you guys do like wheel alignments? <laughs> and the, no, we, and just, the guy, we just do. We, just just brakes. Yeah, and the guy would be like, you know, uh, this is just brakes. You know. <laughs> and I'd be like, right, but yeah, anyway, yeah. It was, right, right, it right. was funnier in my head as a teenager. No, 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 but I see where you're going with the, uh, you know, the parallels with Le- Waffle yeah. House. You know, do they really make waffles? Yeah. No, that's why we call this Waffle House. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I would have expected a Bloody Mary Oof. there at their restaurant well, that's what i want you do have to kind of start getting into hangover themed uh stuff oh, right sure. that's sort of what they oh. it'd be interesting to know how much business they actually do in the early morning hours you mm-hmm. know versus yeah. like yep. actual morning hours right so i can tell you something i when i moved out here to the pacific northwest um, as our audience members, most of our audience members, our loyal audience members are aware that I live out here in the, uh, the great uh, state of Washington. Um, I live up in the islands. And hangover remedy for these guys out here, it was the first time I'd ever experienced it. When I came out here, maybe you guys on the East Coast and, and down in the South, Southeast are aware of this, but I wasn't until I moved out here, which is you just basically get the, you know, a Pilsner, like a Rainier or, or a Pabst or something like that, and you pour uh, some tomato juice in there, little little red beer, Clamato, and that's yeah, something like that. I, I, I'm not real big on that, man. I don't I don't like clam juice. So is that your uh, is that your version of a fog lifter? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Better than a kilt lifter if we don't want to see what's up under that kilt. You know, so. <laughs> uh, so all right. So, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that, man. Just uh, save back a can when you find a uh, uh, six-pack of that. I, I will indeed. Let me know if it tastes like maple bacon or southern bacon or I cured or I just smoked what. some bacon last night, as a matter of fact. Nice, on the grill. nice, nice, yeah. nice. All right, so um, we're going to go on to the next uh, little story mm-hmm. here we have. You got um, the next one. I do. Um, you know, we have been talking about this fight that continues to happen between Jeep and Ford and GM on all of this off-roading stuff and everybody's making these pushes for the you know for the for the for the big rig to go off off-roading and the EV market's gotten involved with Rivian and their their truck to go off-road they came out with a bunch of features for it and so this it's like this everybody's clamoring to get get out there and and, and win over the public and um, one of the things that really disappointed a lot of folks is when when ford revealed the bronco um there's no v8 offering now keith and i discussed it in depth yeah we we discussed it in depth we understand why at the point of reveal they were not going to do that but one of the things that really disappointed keith as you've heard in some of our previous podcasts was the fact that they didn't mate the v6 option with a manual transmission and that that really pissed a lot of people off, and we we got on some forums, and and we could we could definitely well, tell they were unhappy. I about literally it. Uh, we recorded a podcast where I customized my Bronco order, mm-hmm. and was l- literally yeah. surprised in real time. There, you can you can go back and watch or listen to it, and I was I was just right. like, what the what is this crap? Right. You know, right? So we we started hearing all this this stuff. People mad about no V eight. Uh, no manual for the v6 and all of a sudden you know we hear this you know hello hey man it's me jeep jeep's not here man no man it's me jeep i got a v8 i got a v8 we're gonna put it in the wrangler the 2021 jeep wrangler rubicon that's right folks the big reveal on the 17th of November was is that Jeep is introducing a version of their Rubicon, 
the Wrangler Rubicon. It's going to have a 392 V8 in it. And it's it's a it's basically a factory hem, Hemi option. Yeah. And so they were paying attention to everybody bitching at Ford about not having a V8. And um, it's kind of interesting. Jeep is just like they're cramming V8s and everything, well, even if they don't make sense. They're just dumping V8s and everything, man. It's a short-term cash grab, but it's not a bad idea on their part. So you know you're not going to be able to get these Broncos for probably another realistically another six to eight months, and that's just going to be the first group of orders. So so Jeep said, "Hey man, while you guys are all sitting around, sort of waiting and getting." getting mad at ford over the building price tool that doesn't work right uh we've got working models that you can drive off the lot that have some of what you're asking for you want a big engine with roof rack no problem we sell that can't get that in the bronco you want a manual transmission in something bigger than a four-cylinder no problem you can get that with us right so good for them uh i am a fan of healthy competition we said it. We said it last year, SEMA, when we're walking around and we're looking at what SEMA is promoting, what they have on their show. And this entire place was covered up with Jeep. Yeah. And Overland, anything Overland. Yep. Um, it was covered up. So Jeep has been paying attention for a long time, and they're not going to sit back and let Ford come in and just jump in their territory, man. So Ford has its hands full, and they know it. And they know it. And why do we say this? Why do we say this, Keith? Because they're listening, and there's a lot of shuffling going around. The end result of what you can physically purchase, we still do not know the 100% story well, until you can physically go in and talk to that dealer. That is right? That right there tells me more that they are paying attention right now than anything. Um, the, oh. the, the Bronco 6X forums, or whatever they're called, there have been mm-hmm. official Ford employee responses, but the fact that Ford is not saying much of anything in response, it's very general responses, if if at all. And when they do respond, it's 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 almost just a uh, we're taking note, we're listening, and that's that's it. Then they stop, right? So the fact that's that right. they are not responding to people that say. Hey man, why when I put Sasquatch tires on this thing do I have to take my roof rack off? Why when right. I put you know uh, uh, why do why can't I get a, a manual trans and a bigger engine? Why and there's just some crazy stuff like why can't I have the sound deadening roof with a uh, right. you know with uh what 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 where did we run into trouble with that when I when you physically went in to go ahead and and configure it was it every took it away. Just took it away. It just disappeared, and you were like, you know, could it be a glitch with the configurator? Which it could be, but it all those be. are not glitches, right? And and you said we, that's them. What did you call it? You called it live. It's a live polling. survey. Yeah, it's live polling, a live survey, basically. Let's find out what everybody wants. Let's kick this can down the road a little bit longer. Yeah, it's COVID. We'll just blame COVID. Yeah. It's COVID. <laughs> you know, we can't get parts right now. You know, why not? Everybody else is blaming COVID. Let's blame COVID too, but. They are really looking hard at their audience. They know that they have some loyal Bronco fans, some loyal Ford truck lovers that really want to get this thing right. And I said in that same podcast when we were talking about that particular podcast, I brought this up and I said, you know what? You just wait. You know, there's going to be some aftermarket stuff out there. And I said, I guarantee you that Hennessy has already got a full boatload of accessories to add to this thing. They're working with Ford behind the scenes. They're doing it before the thing's even out. Hennessy's got these things over in their at their factory, and they're working on all these accessories. Well, but we also, when we were, we were doing the live uh, Jay Leno virtual show, the uh, SEMA 360, when we were in his garage um, recently. You can check that podcast out as well. Go over to uh, parscountyguru.com, click on the podcast tab. You can listen to that or go over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash parscountygurus. You can check that out and you can hear it there first and then, you know, or go back and listen to it, whatever you want to do. Just watch this three times. I don't really care. Just watch it five times. It makes sense to hey, me. The more you listen to it, the better it gets. But the, anyway, ladies um, and gentlemen, what Jay just did there, this is a real pro move. We started this segment talking about Jeeps, 
and he just segued smoothly into a Bronco conversation. And what what's about to happen next? This is great. Is he's about to start talking about a V8 and a Bronco? I just I, I feel it. Right? Are you sure? <laughs> sure? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That was that nicely next, done, man. I uh, the next the next segment in here, guys. This is this is what's interesting. So I'm sitting here listening again, to this, and I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't we start talking? Start off talking about? Wait, wow. He just totally pulled me into the whole. So. Well, it's the truth. Yeah. I, I I just want to connect the dots here. You know what is going on? These guys are just they're. I mean, the fight's on, man. Yeah. I mean, the, we're talking two heavyweights in the ring right now, and I mean, this is this is like thriller from Manila thing going on with these guys, man. And I, so personally, I I, I would yeah. I would prefer a little bit of a you know mud wrestling. <laughs> you know, but hey, what? Hey, yeah. baby. Yeah. Anyway, so Hennessy, I said it. They're going to be accessorizing this thing, and they're already working with Ford on it. They've announced the Hennessy Velociraptor V8 Bronco. Um, it says the Texas tuner is to build a 2021 Ford Bronco with a 750 horsepower supercharged V8 engine. Wow. Wow. Why not, man? Yeah, now, you know? Hennessy's been around for a long time. I'm going to wonder this question out loud so that you don't feel like you have to answer it. I do know in some of their other stuff, like their Mustang conversions, that... Once Hennessy lays hands on that vehicle, they change up so much of it that it voids your factory warranty from Ford, and then you get a mm-hmm. warranty from Hennessy. I would have to wonder if that wouldn't be the case here, meaning, you know, you order this Bronco, you take delivery of it, then you'd give it to Hennessy, and they yank out the engine, put their, yeah. you know, right? It's a Hennessy build only. Um, Ford is not physically going to be releasing this thing as a production vehicle. It is a Hennessy build only. 24 units for the 2021 oh, it's year It's going to be a $100,000 Bronco. Easy. $225,000. That's ridiculous. So, and the point I'm trying to make here is that Jeep is just like, hey, we're just going to put a production vehicle out there with a Hemi in it. Here you go, guys. You can buy it. And this is, you know, I haven't seen any of the pricing on it. Ford, Ford, guys, guys, pay attention because jeep's been doing this a while too and um you know how much i love you i love you ford but jeep's kind of you know they don't mess around i'm just saying anyway sorry yeah so there you go all right so anyway uh v8's abound um for these uh off-roaders uh we'll see what happens um i think the next Thing you'll see maybe even as a the ability to be able to buy a ford baja version of this thing and we know they're out there yeah um so we'll we'll see and and with that there's a ton of modifications uh, oh, on that oh yeah I, oh yeah so 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 um do we where do we go from here jay do you want to are we are we good with the uh with the news or do we do we have any Anything else in the news? Uh, in the news, well, we've got some we've got some stuff, but we can uh, we can mosey on out. We've probably bored our our, our audience enough with <laughs> well, with the news. Let the, me. Uh, uh, so. You're gonna you're gonna want to listen to. Uh, are we are we to the point where we're about to start talking RVs? We are. Right. We are ready to Watch talk this. RVs, like, just, my friend. Just, just listen here. You, you got. Hang, you're gonna like this. <laughs> hang on. Okay. Hey. All right. I'll be right back. Okay, guys, so I have no idea hey, what Keith is up to. Do you want to walk the camera um, with me in a few minutes while we podcast? So we've got – Keith is going to be grabbing his um, no? okay. his gear to go out and, on a walkabout here through the uh, the campground that he's uh, that he's stationed at. But um, I tried, man. Did you hear that? Yeah. What 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 what, what I missed? I was trying to get side shot to go out with me, talk about the – He won't do talk it? Talk about some campground stuff. Ah, he's like, no thanks. Well, why don't we put him on the headset there while you're out? He can be manning that. And, he says no. You know? I, huh. Okay. Well, put Lucky on there. Yeah, I, he's know. right here. I, You try, man. It's like, I would have... Oh, hey, Dad's on the internet? Sure. I want to be on the internet. I want to be on the internet. I don't know, man. Nah, well, he's got, he's a, he is a star in the making. We know that. He'll he'll, he'll get his feel. Doesn't he'll, care. He'll, he'll hit it. He'll hit the ground running. So, um... How are we going to do this? Let's let's take our let's take our audience on a walkabout. Can you? Um, yeah, yeah. Can, can so you get us to that point? Um, let's start. Let's start here while I'm getting connected. And um, okay. I, so All again, right. uh, Jay and I just sort of thought um, 
this would be kind of cool while I'm at a campground to talk about mm-hmm. some of the different things. If you're thinking about getting into an RV lifestyle, things that you may want to consider. Um, you know, Jay's going through a little bit of this right now. It affects your purchasing decision, uh, you know, and you watch these commercials or you watch the Winnebago reveal and you go, oh, I like that. That's a nice looking whatever class a class b class c towable right i think i would like to do that you know i could pull that from my jeep right can't pull it from my Mm -hmm. bronco because it it's only yeah anyway yeah uh um Uh. hey i'm just i yeah i want there to be a, a bronco capable of towing more but i digress so that's all good and fine but it's kind of like watching the car commercials where they see you driving on an open road and and you never see traffic in those car commercials. So here's, I thought about just showing the reality of some of this and talking through mm-hmm. a little bit of the of the important things to maybe consider. We'll just touch on a few. I um, think this is great. Gives, gives people who don't own one an opportunity to kind of understand some considerations. Um, not only that, for those that may own one, you know, maybe we touch on something today that that you didn't think about, and um, you know we're we're we try to 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 give you um, things to chew on to consider, and um, hopefully this will be a fruitful discussion and a walkabout for you. So, so you got are you set up there? Look at yeah. Well, you're looking yeah, I, at my roof and my hand. Yeah, oh, look, I, it's my roof camp, fan. See, I've got an exhaust fan up I, there. I see yeah. that. Oh, this is exhausting. And you got man. speakers and hey, what's Can up? Turn the air conditioning on? Yeah, turn the air conditioning on. Go for it. Hey, the roof fan is open in the kitchen. Okay, yeah, it's a house, man. So we're gonna go on a little walk here. Uh, let me switch mm-hmm. headsets. And you bring you bring up a valid point. It is a house. Yeah, it is a house with wheels. And that's the uh, that is something that everybody needs to try to realize that that's what this thing is, Can, and it's kind of what you want it to be. And if you really, 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 really want to rough it, man, then don't buy an RV. Go get a tent if you want to rough it, rough it. I personally uh, don't mind sleeping in a in a bed or uh, showering in a shower. So there you go. Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. So uh, we're going to hopefully have a good connection. But uh, let me give you a little. So we're in my garage here. Um, Are you you on Wi-Fi or are you on your your mobile? No, I'm on cellular. So I've got a. You know, something to consider when when you're when you're looking at these things is, um, you know, what do you want to live inside the rig or do you want to live outside the rig? And it's a good point. People don't. People don't think about that. There, there's really two different lifestyles. So if you look at this, this is um, this is called a resort campground. And I'll give you a shot here of, of what I'm seeing. Um, these are pretty close together. There's an empty paved pad right there. And then there's a class A park next to them. Now, they do a pretty good job of like putting some, you know, some, some shrubs and plants and trees and stuff in between the sides. So you have a little bit of distance. But this is a private campground. So... What that means is, you know, it's not a national park. You're gonna get you're gonna get full hookups, and you're gonna get um, all the sort of amenities: you know, heat pool, laundry facility, uh, you know, maybe some outdoor areas to hang and play games and that sort of stuff. But there's a trade-off there, right? So the trade-off is you don't have the wide open, beautiful spaces in nature that you would get, um, you know, in a national park. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes sense. And and if that's what you're after and I get it, do you want to live inside or outside? And I think that's a key, that's a great question to ask someone when they're considering what they're purchasing because, yeah, um, you know, but it's, it's not even, I guess, you know, if you're going to go to backwoods, you know, way out somewhere in remote locations, then that's where the type of vehicle that you're going to purchase. Like, for example, when Winnebago um, revealed the uh, the Echo, um, and then of course they have their four by four class Cs that are out there. Uh, there are some class Bs that are also four by four. 
Um, it can get you way back in, in the woods yep. safely and yep. get you in and out. And there's where your wide open spaces privacy comes from. Um, right. So what's appealing to you as a buyer, right? So it, as I look over my shoulder, there's what's called a super C here. That looks like it's got a, you know, a long haul truck front end. That's why they call them that. Yeah. That's, that thing is set up on the inside. I mean, he is. Is that a Navistar? Is that a Navistar? Uh, it's, it's a International? Freightliner. Freightliner. And it's a Verona. Verona uh, yeah. is the model of the, of the uh, RV on top of it. So. Right. That's. Again, probably a lot of insight on that thing, right? Um, but then, you know, you get into the towables and there's enough room to sleep and maybe cook a meal. And if it's raining, you sit outside. Uh, I mean, you sit inside and you kind of wait the weather out. But you're going to want to spend as much time as you can in something like that. You're going to want to spend as much time as you can outdoors. Because you just right. don't have the space, right? You don't have that luxury, that comfort, right? Like, like this. Can you see? That's oh, that's yeah. probably like a, that's probably like a, I don't know, twenty twenty four foot towable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's fine. And if that's your thing, and those things are certainly less expensive if you already own a truck. He's probably got you know pretty decent sized holding tanks, thirty or forty gallons, maybe fifty gallons of fresh water. So. Great, right? Again, now you, you get into the smaller stuff like the class B's, there's advantages to those, some of which you already talked about. You know, you can go anywhere if it's a four by four model, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I think is cool in those, um, and we saw this in the Winnebago reveal, is they're starting to put what they call cassette potties in them now. And it's mm -hmm. a toilet and it has a little slide out cassette that instead of that sewer hose hookup, that I have on mine, where you've got a hookup to a dump, to a, to a connection in the ground, you can literally just go take that cassette out, take it to a restroom and empty it out. Right. It's, it sounds gross and it kind of is, but they do a really good job of trying to keep it sanitary. So all the flaps and lids yeah. close and all that, right? After, after you pointed that out to me during the Winnebago reveal, I didn't know that that cassette, um, uh, sewage was available and i explained that to my wife and pointed it out to her and she was intrigued by that that was really a um something that appealed to her rather than having to deal with hookups and stuff you know right dump the old dump process yep. um just seems much easier uh so that's a thought that's a great so they call those the cassette uh sewage it's a is cassette that right? toilet or a cassette potty and it, there is no sewer hose you right. literally take that cassette out and then you can take it into a restroom and dump it out. And it uh, literally looks like a carry piece of carry on luggage. Yeah, it has, it has, it has wheels on it and a handle that you can pull up just like a piece of carry on luggage and you just wheel it to the nearest toilet and you're good. Yep. They're two, two and a half gallons. You know, it'll hold a That's couple plenty. days worth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but again, are you, are you thinking about living when you do these, are you just going to do it over the weekend? Are you going to live outside? Are you wanting to go, you know, 1500 miles somewhere halfway across the country and live in it for two weeks, right? So those are, those are things that you've got to think about. And, and we haven't even gotten into yet, like just the preferences of the different floor plan scenarios that you get on the inside. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's, that's again, and that is a personal personal preference, you know, because you, you may want more storage than you want sleeping space, I, you know, who yep. knows. Um, uh, maybe you want all the modern, um, amenities that, that come in a new home, you know, and, and which would require, um, you know, a, a much larger, uh, living space, uh, or living, yeah. living room area. Um, maybe you don't like cooking with gas or charcoal yeah. and you want to, you know, so those, all those things are to consider. Of course, if you're going to go camp, man, you got to have a fire, you got to have, well, and but what guy. is camping to you? You know, like, look, so, you know, here's two examples. This is a class A. Mm -hmm. This is a discovery. Okay. And mm -hmm. then right next to him, you've got a, you've got a towable. Okay. Now we've right. already talked a little bit about the differences there. You know, that guy has to stop to use the restroom. If his family yeah. needs to go, that guy does not. Right. Okay. Right. So there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an advantage there. Um, but when you say camping, you know, if, if, for example, we're talking to Rothmeyer, you know, Rothmeyer says, Hey man, I want to go, I want to go, um, 
you know, out somewhere where there's nobody else around. I want to go, um, you know, where I can be left alone. Well, that's not a place like this. Okay. This is, this is people are living here for two or three months out of the year. They are, um, basically just trying to stay somewhere nice and warm and avoid winter weather. Yeah. We've got a beach down here, which I may get back to in a minute. There's a pier, there's fishing, there's a heated pool, you know, but again, you know, we're, we are drawn more towards the outside. Like we're, all those things are outside living. Most of the people here, they're not doing a lot of that. Right. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're down to avoid the cold. That's right. The winter. And you know, they'll be down there for what, three, maybe four months. Um, and then head back home. But yeah, that's that's a lot. You see also a lot in Florida is where people have purchased land and they built uh, a drive in it's, it, it acts as a, it's like a barn, but you can drive your 40 foot Thor in it and park it. And it becomes your living quarters while you're inside this big barn for the winter. And um, so it's, it's a covered area, uh, but it also acts as a bigger space. You know, you can get outside of the camper or not camper, the RV, the RV is basically, maybe it is and isn't your sleeping quarters at that point, but it's a very small place, um, to, to come and escape to. So, um, man, there's so many options with RV anyway. So these days seeing that, yeah. What do we have here? Seeing that on my shoulder. Yeah. So that's a, that's a little, little toe behind, uh, again, you know, for a couple, you know, one person or even, you know, a couple people and a small child, you can do that. Um, they're going to spend a lot more time outside. You know, you're going to set up an awning. You're going to set up some shade. You're going to grill outside. Um, light tow behind anything. Some four cylinder vehicles will tow them. It just depends. Um, you know, lightweight enough that you can pretty much put a hitch on anything. And, you know, as long as you don't load the thing down on the inside, you can pull it with what you have today. Right. So it's, um, an in- more inexpensive way to get into an RV. Right. Right. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the options, uh, for you, those choices, again, it's a personal preference and you need to figure out all those things before you go buy one. Um, there is yep. a cost, there is a cost that comes with, uh, a drivable, say class a motorhome. Um, you know, fuel costs become a factor. Yep. yep. Um, so you have to consider that. Whereas a towable, um, you know, they're so light, uh, fuel cost is really not that big of a deal, but considerably a, less, considerably less. And, but you, you also have, um, a vehicle once you park that and, and, and get it, get it stable, uh, and set up, then you got a vehicle you can unhook from and drive around wherever you need to. So some people may prefer that rather than having a big motor home, but like Keith, for example, he has a, um, a 40 footer. Uh, RV that he also has a tow, uh, 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 he, he tows, he, yep. he has a trailer, he puts his rig on it and that way, uh, he can, um, he can back I don't that like, thing off and go. I don't like rolling the transmission on my vehicles. I'd rather, I'd rather destroy an $1,800 trailer than my you know, right. car. Now this is, this is a towable with slide outs. If you see the slide outs over there on the right yeah. side. Yep. And then by comparison, if I flip around, this is one that's also a towable that does not have any slide outs. And so right. what that's going to do is if you think about your internal living, right? Like inside, again, just going back to, do you want to live inside or outside? Right. Um, those slide outs make a huge difference in really do. the, the amount of um, walkthrough space that you have on the inside. Now, Jay, do you know if I said name for me, the premium brand, of towable RV, what name comes to mind? Uh, Airstream. So here's something for you to consider with Airstream as we look at one right there. That's about a 28 foot, if, if I had to guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because of the design, now this one's about a 20 foot, maybe a 22, 21. Because of the way these things are made, they have fantastic weatherproofing, right? So the Traditional RVs have a membrane on the roof. Well, these are aluminum. So they're a lot less prone to aging than your traditional fiberglass RV. But one thing that you do not have in these, and you probably will never have, is a slide out. Right. They can't do it. There's just no way for them to do it and maintain the integrity uh, of that, that, that hull that you have on, you know, uh, that, 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 that Airstream is known for. 
Right. Yeah, that's a so good point. Just food that's, for thought there. Right. That's a good point. And um, but, however, the the life expectancy of that rig, um, like you said, is is much longer than your normal. Of course, there there's better materials yep. out these days. So there there's a, there's been a lot of improvements made. Um, and obviously, airstreams are a, very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're built very well, but they're not as spacious as some of these ones. You have limitations. Where That's you get right. the queen bed. And yep. something else you get, and I see here, is mobile mechanics, mobile RV services. I saw a guy today over here on this rig, the brown one, and it was a full detail service. They came and they washed out his Newmar Canyon Star. Nice. Uh, now, the Canyon Star is the Newmar, and you can see he's got a Harley-Davidson license plate there. That's nice. their toy hauler. I know that because I looked at that model, and... Um, so he just had the wash service come to him and they show up with a pressure washer and they take care of it. Some parks allow that. They allow that here. Not all do. You tend to find that the places, the coastal areas because of the salt air, they do tend to allow um, washing of RVs in the park, but not every place does. Right. Right. That's and they're not easy to clean. It's like washing a whale, man. You're washing a house. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a big deal. Um, Takes hours, and, and you need to. And, and again, if that's something you like, say you didn't get a chance to wash your rig before you left town, um, those are things you need to consider. Maybe that's important to you. Okay, can I wash my rig once I get there? You know, that's well, that's, maybe or that's a, you're going. You know, we went out to Zion, and we they had a torrential rainstorm that they don't usually have, right. where they got a couple inches of rain in an hour. That's highly unusual in the desert. Right. There was mud everywhere. They literally had like snow bulldozers bulldozing mud to the side of the streets. Well, how are you going to clean that off? Right. Yeah. Right. That's, so that's it's crazy. Food so for thought. All right. You're looking at some stuff. What? What? what yeah. What do you yeah. Mean? So so one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think you have a pet peeve with this as well, is that it would be nice to have great Wi-Fi on site, and yeah. that seems to be a big problem with most RV parks. Um, yeah. Can you speak to that and why that's a problem, Keith? I mean, yeah. Is that, yeah, so absolutely. So, so as we look here, and this is a Jeeps are a common tow vehicle because right. you can tow them four down, and they're kind of kind of a lot of guys like treat them like they're throwaway vehicles. So, there's a there's a small motorhome he's towing his Jeep with it. So, the Wi Fi thing, ironically, you know, I'm I, we were struggling with that just a few minutes ago here. Um, you know, as I've walked through these campsites and we look, you know, there's probably 80 sites here, right? Well, you have, you know, two or three people. If you've got kids, they're on an iPad or something. Somebody's trying to stream a Netflix show. And no matter how fast your internet connection is, it's not enough. It's not enough to accommodate that many people. Right. Now, you have to have a business class internet, which a lot of these parks do not have. And then when they do have it, it's not set up right because it's very expensive to set them up properly. Yeah, And so there's no QoS, there's no throttling, there's no regulation. So just anybody, it's a free-for-all. And the problem with those free-for-alls is if you're trying to do a work Zoom call or you're trying to do a podcast or you're trying to do something that requires the internet, send email, um, you're literally, it's like, it's like, remember the old like Black Friday and just trying to get in line at 2 a.m. and, you know, rush through the front door. That's kind of what it is. And so... Right. I travel with some hotspots. We tried to use one of those hotspots a couple minutes ago. And for whatever reason, I just wasn't getting good signal where I was parked. So then it becomes a, a game of running around, you know, checking your signal meter. And it's always a challenge. Right. And the more wide open space you're in, the more of a chance you're going to have an issue with internet. Right. Until Starlink and some of these other satellite-based companies get going with blanket coverage. Which is a which is a great point. And I'm gonna say that that's coming sooner than later. They are continuously putting those satellites up um, for that for Starlink. And with with COVID coming into play, with the uh, virtual schooling, uh, the at-home schooling, um, where they're trying to make uh, the internet accessible by all. Um, they they have to improve on that in a very quick time frame. So I expect that within the next two years, um, we'll look back on this conversation and go, wow. Yeah, it'll be a game changer for sure. 
it will be. And, and I'm excited for um, that industry because I think that connectivity is very important in the survival of a lot of people out there, man. They have to be able to have that freedom to, to, to yep. move about the country. If you're self-employed and you can work from anywhere, that's, that's an ideal situation. Yep. And, you know, Keith and I both are in those positions um, to where we could work anywhere as long as we have internet. And, and the world um, is, is there are more and more people joining us every day. So, so here you've got literally polar opposites. This thing is beautiful. It's a vintage old, motorhome on a ga on a gasoline chassis and then next to it you've literally got a top of the line tiffin diesel pusher that's probably close to 500k so um it's it's any you know some of these places have restrictions and they won't let the older stuff in here like this you know mm -hmm. but if yeah. you want to get into it now he, he's got his hands full he's probably done a lot of maintenance work on that or she and mm -hmm. there's a lot of upkeep that you have to deal with on your own. Right. But if you're into that sort of thing, you know, you can get into this uh, without having to go spend, you know, $100,000 on a new, on a new RV. Um, right. You, well, you're going to trade your time, right, for yeah. in yeah. repairs and upkeep. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is and we, we spoke about this uh, in the Winnebago Reveal, the virtual reveal in the last podcast. And... Something to consider is, and and I don't mean to put a, you know, to nix you guys from going out and buying a brand new unit. Go ahead, by all means, if you have the money and you want to do that, that's your choice. But you can really get some great deals on last year's model that has been sitting on the lot and has never been used. Um, I saw a similar um, unit to yours, Keith, that is a 2020 model. Uh, that is about $65,000 off the price. Yeah. Um, which made it extremely affordable. Now that's one I won't live in right there. Well, you say that, but this is actually one of their like cabins. They've converted it. <laughs> so it does have a canvas roof, I think. Yeah. Um, but they've got bunk beds in there and it's electricity and it's, I can see an air conditioner underneath of it. Uh, it's just kind of a cool factor that they did. That to just make it's just you know, cabin, something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get it. But you know, and that you can pull off with just a canvas roof because um it doesn't really get that cold there where you're it, at. It, it does. It gets cold, but not not, right. not, if, not too many days below freezing. Well, and that so that's another interesting point. So, you know, a lot of these things are propane and they're heated by propane. And you gotta think about that. You gotta think about, you know, like my tank I can't take out. It's not a grill tank. Now some of the some of the towables they have the, the, they look like, you know, gas grill tanks that you can pop off and take to the, you know, local LP place. I have to be able to pull in somewhere that can plug in a hose and, uh, and refill my propane. Right. So, you know, if you're going to heat with propane, um, you got to think about that. Now, Absolutely. a lot of places like, like, like these, these people that come down here and they stay for, you know, weeks and months, um, they're using electric heat. They're plugging in baseboard heaters or floor heaters into their rig. And they're, um, they're just using electric heat because they're basically paying a flat rate for the electricity. Sure. So and that makes that's, sense. That's yeah. That's a good option. You can go to any, that's sort of the, you know, any Walmart, any home Depot, and, and you can get a nice space heater that's, that's perfectly safe and, and yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll do the job. And, uh, and again, where I am, my temperatures don't get that cold no. that it would be a factor. They'll keep up is what I'm saying. You know, you get down some of these, like the Winnebago stuff we were looking at last week, you know, they're made to run in 30 degree weather, but you're not going to be able to probably have an electric heater that would keep up with that. Right, right. So tell us where you're at now. So this is something that people need to consider. What do you want? Do you want a pool? Do you want, you know, do you want the, the, um, the ability to, to be able to get in a shower that's not in your vehicle, all of those things factor in, you know, the choice of RV park right. or, or camping site that you want. If you want the big wide open spaces at a national park, um, you're not going to have some of those nice amenities, but when you get into a private resort, like where Keith is at right now, you have pools, you have showers, restrooms, um, even some, some places may have a general store on site for you to purchase some of your, you know, yeah, they've got and, one here and they've got a game hall, but 
you know, that's closed down right now because of COVID. But, you know, this is really not um, my preference. We do this as a family over... You may want to stand up, Keith. That's just not as appealing to me. Right. But, but again, you got to factor your, that stuff we in. We lost your signal there for just a second, pal. I think when you sat down, you kind of stepped into a little hole there. Are you going to make me walk, get up and walk again? Yeah. Um, I, well, or, or you might want to repeat yourself because we didn't get into yeah. that. So I was just saying this isn't really my preference. You know, I'm more of a wide open space guy. We come down here in the in the winter months because it's a nice change. But, you know, I don't like hearing people walk their dogs at 5 a.m. I don't like hearing the fire truck go out seven times a night because, you know, the fire station's a mile away. Yeah, there's a grocery store across the street. Yeah, there's seven different fast food places within, you know, walking distance. I don't care about all that. You know, right. I've got a refrigerator. I can take food with me. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, All right. I can tell yeah. I need yeah. to start walking back. Yeah, so so go ahead and and uh, yeah, there you go. You cuz your signal's getting weak, pal. So do you want to um you want to lead us out on anything on on your on your stroll back? Do you want to get back to your rig before we uh, sign off and um, Yeah, it take me a couple minutes to get back there. I'll start heading that way. Um okay. so so what about, I was just going to ask if you had any questions in particular as you've been, you know, going through some of these reviews with me and we've been talking about this stuff as I head back to mine. What, what, uh, do you, is there anything that you want to, you want to ponder, pontificate on? Yeah. I, well, you know, I'm more, I, I'm, you know, I'm still in the research mode of, of what would be right for me. I've, I've had a lot of my uh, questions answered, but I guess one thing I want to look at is like, let's say you were to, you're a full-time RVer, and this is just yeah. what you did year-round. What can one expect to pay for, um, you know, maybe on, say, a monthly basis? And I know it depends on where you're at, what type yep. of park you're at, what kind of amenities, but what could one expect to pay per month, just on an average, if this was a year-round adventure? Well, the first thing that I'll mention is that these places do charge daily and they will a lot of them will work with you if you want to do a monthly type agreement so gotcha. so you need to ask for that up front gotcha. now if you're going to do full-time stuff and especially in the winter time you're going to be up against a couple of challenges here first of all most of the places that people like to go are warmer like florida arizona right they're more expensive the beach is more expensive it's just always going to be more expensive because of the, the value of the property where you are Right. You know, the other factor that you've got to look at is, you know, there's places in Florida where you can literally be, you have RVs parked in with mobile homes, mm -hmm. but those are not, those are not waterfront uh, properties. A lot of them are just there for the climate only. Right. Right. So if you're talking about like, as I think about this, the winter months and you want to live in this thing somewhere in the Southern United States, um, you know, you're probably going to be paying, you know, easily probably a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month for something with a view like this. Easy, because right. you're going right. to want full hookups, right? You don't want to have to be driving your your rig to a dump station every three or four days. You want it right there on the site with you. You want running water. You want electricity. Those are all things that are going to drive the price up. Yeah, yeah, and that's important. You talk about hookups, and that's something when you get out on the road, you need to call ahead to find out like, like, for example, your rig is obviously going to operate more efficiently on a specific type of electrical hookup, right? It depends so that's on a really good question. So mine requires 50 amp service. There are different plugs and there's different amperage coming through these things. It's got to be able to push that much juice. Right. Uh, a lot of the towables, it's a 30 amp. A lot of that has to do with how many air conditioning units you have on the roof, right? Because those things pull a pretty big load. Um, you know, but that does not all parks have 50 amp service and you do need to ask for that. And you need to make sure that you say, Hey, my rig is 30 feet long or 40 feet long. And I need to make sure that I have a place to park my truck and my, you know, rig or whatever. And those are all things that you have to, you, you learn pretty quickly, but you do have to, to learn to ask for. 
And the other thing that you need to keep in mind, and this goes back to how we started this topic, was what is your what is your end goal? If your end goal is to live inside your rig in a beautiful place, you can do that, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with long lines. It's almost become a Disney World situation. Um, some of these places you've got to book a year ahead of time to get a spot. Right. If you, you want to go someplace like Yellowstone right now, it's the same thing. You got to book it a year ahead of time because there are more and more people trying to compete with you. They're buying RVs. Don't think that you're going to buy this thing and have it out in the middle of, you know, Grand Tetons two weeks from now. It ain't happening, man. There's a long waiting line for a lot of the really nice parks. Right. Yeah, that's something that everybody needs to consider if this is something you're getting into. If you're going to want to go out and buy one, you need to check and see what availability is to get into places because it may be a year before you get it. So why buy now and pay the payments when you can't use it? You know, so yep. that's yep. something to consider. You can always book and cancel. So my recommendation before you go out and buy one, and if you're very serious about it, is go ahead and start booking your trip. Go ahead and book it. Yep. And, you know, worst check case scenario. Check their reservation. Right. Check their cancellation policy. Make sure there's not a steep penalty. But exactly. yeah, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. So just, you know, all those things to think ahead. The other thing that, that was really appealing to me about the, the, um, the resort that you're at right now. Um, the one thing I noticed is that each one of those slips that you have for your rig, yeah. uh, there is, it is so deep. There's ample space for parking a vehicle in front of it. Yep. It's like driving into your driveway. You don't have to worry well, about, you look know. at this one. He's got a toy hauler with the deck. He's got his pooch out there. There's another one back there. It's got his got his back deck open. So yeah. they've given you that much space back here. But some of them that I've been to, like in the state park, they back you right up against the, the forest. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, so it's just, yeah. It just depends on what you want and what you want to do. So, but still that's um those are nice, those are nice amenities. I can understand why one would want to stay at this particular resort because it's just it's very comfortable. But I know I, I hear you on the privacy aspect of it. Being able to get out and not having that yeah. noise in the fire truck. It's, it's, it's just me, right? Some people yeah. don't care about that. Some people, this is their, this is their thing. Right. Right. And, and I would say, you know, that's great. You're not going to see a whole lot of class B RVs in a place like this No. for no. that very reason. Right. Yeah. So just, Absolutely. those are things you're, they're not going to show you this kind of stuff in the commercials, Jay. That's, that's why they've got us right. To, to, to ask questions. And that's by the it. way, if you have questions like this and you want to hit us up, go to our website at partscounterguru.com. Click on the ask us a question tab at the top and, uh, and, and drop us a line and I'll, one of us will do our best to, to answer you based on, you know, the type of question you have. Absolutely. And let me roll through our website again. That's parkscountaguru.com. Uh, hey, while you you're listen- doing that, I'm going to head back to my coach. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, again, we, we, we really appreciate everybody kind of tuning in. Um, we would love for your subscription. Uh, please go to uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus and hit that subscribe button. That's uh, free to you, but priceless to us. Um, follow us on, on on our social media platforms. You can check us out at uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, parts counter gurus. You can check us out uh, on Instagram. That's instagram.com, the parts counter gurus. Check us out on Twitter. That's twitter.com forward slash um, at the counter show, which is what you've been listening to today. Go to our website. You got podcast links up there. Uh, just hit the podcast tab. You'll find all the links on every major platform out there. Um, if you like the shop, you can help us out a little bit by going also to our partscounterguru.com website and click on that Amazon icon up in the upper right-hand corner. That's a click-through, basically. It's a front door into Amazon. Uh, Anything you purchase by clicking through there, it helps us out. Uh, We have no idea what you're buying, who you are, anything. It's just kind of a portal for you to get in there. That helps us out. It helps uh, put uh, a little bit more money in the the tank, a little gas in the tank for us to keep these things going. Um, And, um, you know, that's about it. Just, Just like us, share us, tell people, subscribe. Please help us out. We want to keep these things going and keep bringing you these things. So. Keith, thank you for uh, the tour of the of the uh, the RV resort there. Nice my, place. My pleasure, as they say at that chicken yeah. restaurant. Fun time. Technology. Technology's working, man. Today. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got anything you want to lead us out uh, on? Yeah, man. So, um, again, everybody, thank you so much. I know Jay already gave all the links. I just feel compelled to also thank everyone. <laughs> um, 
until next time, which will probably be in a more regular location. Who knows? I may never come back. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, well, maybe I'll hook up with yeah, you. So there you go. Yeah. That's my podcast partner, Jay. I guess over there. I don't know. That's I right. mean, you know, as the crow flies, like probably that way. <laughs> uh, I am Keith. How, how about this for a parting thought? If okay, you are if you are praying for solutions, a lot of people are right now. Try hard to be one. Ooh, ooh, I like that. All right, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Take care. See you next time. Still cold. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every dime. <laughs>